If you like betting on golf But everyone that you back misses the cut Get some experts involved With all the stats and the tips and so much more Cause it's the golf betting system The golf betting system is the golf betting system Greetings, welcome to the Golf Betting System Podcast. This is our 2023 WGC Dell Technologies Match Play, Corrales Punta Cana Championship and Johnson Workwear Open Tips Podcast and Breathe. Barry O'Hanrahan and Paul Williams join me, Steve Bamford, to discuss our selections for this week's action across Texas, the Dominican Republic and South Africa. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning, guys. Morning, guys. Please subscribe to this podcast as you drive the popularity of the show. This podcast is for listeners of 18 and above. Please be gamble aware. You can visit begambleaware.org for more information. And of course, please bet responsibly. Visit our in-depth, or oh, visit our world famous golf betting system website with our in-depth betting previews. We've got tournament form statistics, including combi course and current form stats. Plus, of course, our predictor models. All of these features, like this podcast, are completely free of charge with no payroll. We're available on Twitter. Paul is at golf betting. Barry is at a good talk golf. I am at Bamford Golf. Subscribe to the Steve Bamford Golf YouTube channel where this podcast is available along with my weekly golf betting show. Now, you guys as listeners power this podcast, so we need your five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. As ever, for those of you who leave a review, I'll read them out at the start of a future show. Leave your name and where you are in the review. The uh, the podcast thrives on these reviews, so please keep them coming. They're absolutely essential. Right. We've got informative jazz to the ears, five stars. Five stars, love listening to the course analysis and specific stats needed for that particular week. This is not just a couple of guys giving picks with nothing to back them up. It's a great way to start my golf week, and I suggest more people do the same. P.S. We have a P.S. Brian Harmon will give Zalatoris a run for his money in this year's Masters. And that is from Ben, and Ben is in Atlanta, Georgia. Ben, thanks for your time. Much appreciated. Lovely stuff, Ben. That's quite a bold statement, isn't it? Brian Harmon. What kind yeah, of Yeah, Brian can finish 20, 25th, and Zalatoris will miss the cut. Well, I don't know. Zalatoris does like a major, doesn't he? He does. Not playing well, though, is he? Mm. Seems to be having trouble. There's quite a few, though. Indeed. Well, we've got an absolutely ridiculously packed show. I mean, you just got that from I can barely actually go through the titles of all the tournaments we're covering this week. So we're going to keep it very, very snappy. We've all taken a vow of snappiness this week, like three minutes to talk about last week. Paul, go. <laughs> yeah, let's just talk about Yoast, shall we? Yoast was, I think all three of us were on Yoast, weren't we, to, uh, to go well at the SDC. I don't think he was ever going to catch Matt Baldwin, who was playing... Um, Goal from the gods, really, to get himself such an advanced lead. But Yost, come on, sitting in second place with uh, well, half a dozen holes to go or thereabouts, could exert a little bit of pressure at least. But uh, no, double bogey, bogey, dropped down from second to ninth. No each way payout, unless you backed him like Barry did with um, with umpteen places each way, um, which was the <laughs> only way to get a return on him, Barry. Well done. Well, I don't don't feel good about it at all. It uh, it even chopped the place that I had, and yeah, gave us. It gave. <laughs> he got his steak back, or was it less than steak? 
Did you end uh, up owing I, the bookie any money? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, it, it, it came out okay, but um, yeah, it was a bit disappointing. Anyway, mm. uh, gave us a bit of uh, crack on the thread on Sunday afternoon. Mm. And then had yes. double di- double disappointment with um, Tommy Fleetwood kind of flapping around a bit on Sunday evening. Yeah, he was in a good spot, Tommy, wasn't he? Tommy was there, Spieth was there, and you know, Steve got um, Wyndham Clark up for each way place. Well done, Steve. Sam Burns snuck into an each way place for me, which was good. So yeah, between the three of us, we had uh, some nice places. But I, I thought Tommy might just get through and do that, but he couldn't quite get there, could he? No. It seemed like the perfect, perfect tournament for Tommy to close. Mm. I was quite, I was very impressed with him on Saturday. Very mature, just hitting tons and tons of greens, middle of greens, not making mis- mistakes, mm. making a couple of birdies. Yeah, he was Saturday was brilliant. He was really calm, collected, um, just did what you needed to do on that day. Just mm. then Sunday came, and it seemed like there was just you know the tension was kind of creeping into the swing causing some bad bad drives that just made made life a lot more difficult for him and the yeah the key shot was the approach shot into the was it 14 the par 5 uh, where he pulled it way left into the bunker and had just a, you know, 30 yards of bunker to cover from a downslope um, it was it was just a trouble trouble situation there where he should have been you know making you know it's obviously par at worst but um, really eyeing up a, a birdie there on that hole, and that kind of just killed his momentum. But you know, it was it was a good. Um, I found I found it an enjoyable watch because bogeys were also very much on the table, as well as just chasing birdies. And birdies seemed to count for you know double almost. So you know, you both outcomes possible at any one time, which made it you know pretty interesting and exciting to watch. You had speed there and. Um, and you had more and um, Shank. Yeah. So yeah, it was. Mm. A, it, I, I I found it an enjoyable watch. Maybe a little bit more so because I had money on Tommy. But uh, yeah, um, yeah. Onwards and upwards. Let's go to the match play. I guess Shank was le- Shank was very very left field. Taylor Moore though, another one of these players in the top twenty fives of my strokes gained total rank going into that tournament. That's now fourteen of nineteen winners this season. Mm. So almost seventy five percent of winners are in that top twenty five. Interesting yeah. to take notes. I was quite happy with Wyndham Clark actually. I mean, he started like a, a typical Wyndham Clark, absolutely brown trousered the start. I thought, well, that's that done. So it's another blank week, and he actually showed some real fortitude to come back three over to one under by the end on that golf course. Yeah, yeah, that was a mean line. play. Yeah, a good back nine when uh, yeah. Yeah, ultimately you can rescue a week with a decent back nine. Um, yeah, but how many do you see actually rescue anything from plus three after about five yeah. holes? It's normally uh, game over. Well, I guess mentally he'd taken himself out of any yeah. dreams of the tournament at that point and uh, you can relax a little bit. And that's probably where Wyndham Clark struggles a little bit. And we've seen him in you know real contention in the past and start spraying yeah. it and left and right. and. Um, perhaps just needs to kind of tighten up on that a little bit because he's he's got the talent. I mean, he's that making much is some evident. progress. I think he's he's progressing. But yes, mm. strokes game mental. <laughs> he's in the bottom fifteen. I think on tour. Saying that, so's Yoslauten on the uh, DP World Tour after last week. Has he made your post-it note of shame, Paul? Yet? Oh. 
You'll keep going with loose. You'll you you keep going with Yost, won't you? I know you will. I, he's one yeah, of your faves. It's it's difficult because he is readable. Um, <clears> and I, again, I read his um, blog afterwards, and he said that he screwed up the final three holes. I mean, really? Yeah, Didn't yeah, know. No, no shit, Yost. But um, yeah, he's uh, no, I don't know. He gets a reprieve for the time being. Um, if he does it uh-huh. again, then uh, naughty step. Well done to people if you were on Taylor Moore. Uh, mm. That was a decent, decent call. A little bit of um, homework just before we move on. We had a cutoff. Uh, oh, cutoffs now, isn't it? Cutoff this week um, for the top fifty to get into the Masters. I'll just get yeah. run through the numbers. Uh, Keith Mitchell's at forty-five. Min Woo Lee at forty-seven. You got to be in the top fifty after the match play. That is the cutoff. That is the golden ticket to the Masters in a fortnight. We've then got. Lucas Herbert at 56, we've got a group of um, of Livsters between 40, uh, yeah, it's Gooch, Perea, Varna. But we've then got uh, Poston, uh, sorry, Herbert, Montgomery, McCarthy and Fowler. All playing this week for a spot in the Masters. I'll just I'll recap that. Lucas Herbert, Taylor Montgomery, Denny McCarthy, Ricky Fowler. You can go down as far also as Adam Hadwin. Davis Riley, Victor Perez, Nick Taylor. Even Maverick McNeely as a sneak. Interesting, because as we've often said, these deadlines do um, just start to become, you just start to see names percolating. Yeah. Big chance this week for a lot of players. It focuses the mind and there's a lot of points up for grabs with a such a strong field at the match plays. So. Absolutely. Right, we did that quite quickly. Well done, guys. Right, world match play. Over to you, Paul. I know you get us involved here with the brackets and whatever, don't yeah. you? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll run through the um, I'll run through the synopsis of it and then we can chat through the brackets. Um, yeah, it's off the, sched- off the schedule next year, apparently, isn't it, this? So um, yeah. we'll see, see what happens. Um, not to everyone's taste, Um from a betting perspective, I'm Barry said off uh, off Mike. Um, from a spectacle perspective, it's fantastic to watch, and I 100% agree with that. From a betting perspective, um, it could be a huge banana skin, but um, yeah, um, each to their own. Some people absolutely love it, and uh, that much is evident from uh, social media. The top 64 that are available in the world rankings are here. Um, so we've got no live players um, a few that have decided not to turn up, which is uh, fairly typical with this event. So we're all the way down to 79th in the world. Um, and that's Cam Davis who complete the field of 64 this week. Don't forget actually, before we start, um, starts on Wednesday this week. So um, get your bets on uh, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning at the very latest over in the UK um, before the event starts. Uh, am I right in thinking Rose, who played like a jerk last week, and Justin Thomas are giving this a swerve? Yeah, they're the two that have uh, decided not to. It's, you know, right. There always used to be one or two who um, yeah. kind of just gave it gave it a bit of a bit, bit of a swerve, as you say. But um, yeah, generally it's the live players that aren't here. But yeah, yeah, JT and Rose are the, are the ones that uh, decided not to attend. Um, in terms of the betting, Scotty Scheffler's the eight to one favourite. John Rahm eleven to one. Rory McIlroy twelve to one. Um, there is the odd fourteen to one in places, but um, generally twelves. Patrick Cantlay twenty two to one, and then a whole host of players at twenty fives: Tony Finau, Xander, Max Homer, Jordan Spieth, Victor Hovland, Till Hatton, all of them twenty five to one. 
28 to 1 bar those players. Now, ball sports are eight places each way, a fifth of the odds this week. That means if your player mm. makes it through to the quarterfinals, then you get an each way return with ball sports. That's Generally, crazy. yeah, it's, uh, there's been some... Their market um, best price right now on Tony Finau. So mm. 25 to 1 ball sports, Tony Finau, and they're paying out on the each way to quarterfinals. That's yeah. cracking value. Yeah, we had, we had a few different variations last year, didn't we? Because we had some bookies that um, paid you out if you got all the way through to the uh, to the last last sixteen. I've not seen that this year, unless there's some sub markets which haven't emerged yet, or I have I haven't seen. But but yeah, generally it's four places a quarter of the odds, which is always the traditional way to play this. But yeah, check out boils, check out their prices. Um, eight places each way, a fifth of the odds. Um, and there may be some nuggets in there for the players that you choose. So the format, 16 pools of four players. Um, it's a round robin after the first three days, or for, for the first three days, rather. And then the winner of that round robin group stage progresses to the last 16 on Saturday morning. And from there, we've got a straight knockout um, until the winner is announced on the Sunday afternoon. So players who make it through to the weekend will need to play morning, afternoon, morning, afternoon, if they're going to prevail on Sunday. The course is, again, Austin Country Club. Um, we've seen this as the host since 2016. It's a 7,108-yard past 71. It's a peat dye track. Um, you're getting quite familiar with it now, aren't we? Elevation changes, uneven fairways, you know, pot bunker. Um, lots of risk-reward holes, though. Now, I think, personally, it is a great venue for match play golf, and that's probably testament to the fact that they've stuck there for what will be, what, seven years now? Um, notwithstanding the year that didn't play because of because uh, of COVID. Uh, in terms of the greens, and this is as we've seen recently, uh, Sawgrass and Copperhead, and, and, and I'm sure, sure Steve will know any previous events as well. It's Bermuda, which has been overseeded again with the Power Trivialists, which uh, seems to be an increasingly popular solution um, yeah. moving forwards. Uh, in terms of the weather, quite breezy, particularly for this, the group stage, maybe 25 to 30 miles an hour at times, which, uh, which really is quite breezy. There's the risk of thunderstorms on Friday, and then um, we're looking at a much better weekend. Temperatures up to around about 80 Fahrenheit, so 26, 27 centigrade, um, sunny conditions. So the, we the weather of the weekend should be all right, but it could be quite blowy up until that point. Now, as I said, we moved to Austin in 2016. The winners since that point, Jason Day in 2016 at 14 to 1. DJ the year after, 10 to 1. 2018 was Bubba Watson, 50 to 1. Kevin Kisner, 80 to 1 in 2019. Uh, Billy Horschel, 2021 after the year out because of COVID. That was 90 to 1 for Billy Horschel. And then Scotty Scheffler was an 18 to 1 chance last year. Despite his strong incoming form, there's still... 18 to 1 available which looks like a cracking price now given what we know and the kind of tear that he was on this time last year um in terms of trends um there, there are a few uh, jason day uh dustin johnson bubba watson scotty scheffler all of them had won an event on tour in recent weeks in their calendar year so a recent win um from four of those uh, six winners that have uh, won here over the uh, over that period of time. Um, Horschel, he was second at the WGC Workday um, the month before, so that was another decent, strong piece of form. Of course, we haven't got that WGC in the calendar anymore, but 
Um, you know, I've got the Players' <clears throat> Championship, I guess. That's uh, another good pointer, potentially. It's only Kisner who came here with um, what was pretty nondescript form. Um, although, if you look at Kisner, he had reached the final through um, the, the year before, so previous in this event. In fact, event history is a positive here, I think. If you go back to Matt Kuchar's win in 2013, every single winner, except for Billy Horschel, had reached the quarterfinals in the past. Mm. Um, so, yeah, decent course form, um, a previous win. If you boil it all down, I know Steve's got a way that he's going to go through how to cut the field down, but I'll just tell you one uh, potential route. If you'd said every player that has a win in this calendar year um, and combined with every player that has a... Um, a top, well, work out a top five finish here. So that's a quarterfinal appearance. There's only five players in this field who All fit right. that Let criteria. Me get the I'm like, I'm like listeners here. Right, <laughs> go, 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 go. So this is the win in 2023 of previous quarterfinal performance. Scotty Scheffler, Rory McIlroy, John Rahm, mm. Victor mm. Perez, Chris Kirk are the only five that fulfil that criteria. Justin Rose Kirk. would, but Justin Rose isn't playing. So that's it Sheffler, does, feel, it does feel like a Chris Kirk kind of plotter's course, doesn't it? Kevin Kisner, Billy Horschel. It's his, it's his kind of jive, isn't it, Kirk? Yeah. It's, uh, do you know, it's, it's disappointing in the way the group's panned out. I'm going to go through them in a second because Scheffler, yes, I understand that. McElroy, yeah. Rahm. You know, anyone's going to be able to make a case for one of those three players. Victor Perez, long, long price. Chris Kirk, not quite so long, but, uh, you know, still a backable each way price. But, um, yeah, if depending on how you've um, viewed the groups, uh, that can uh, that can put you off. Now, before we go into the groups, Steve, you mentioned something about cutting the field down to um, a manageable yeah, size too. I, d- I just had a quick glance this morning. These were the strokes gained putting. For me, match play, you've got to make putts, yeah? I mean, it's, it's bloody obvious. You know, I'm not sure, like, Hideki Matsuama's really the shout on Bermuda grass greens at the world match play. I might be wrong. I'm sure he'll probably win. But you've got, eventually, to make killer putts, either for par, or, you know, you, you might be following in your partner who's just who's landed a bomb from 35 feet. You've got a nine-footer for, to half the hole. If you're a shoddy putter... I think inevitably it catches you out. Now, these numbers kind of back that up. These were the strokes game putting numbers going into the tournament of the last five winners, which include Bubba Watson. As we know, Bubba Watson, hardly a high-class putter overall. Scheffler was 15th, Horschel 60th, Kisner 36th. Bubba Watson, the year he won, it was 80th for strokes game putting, so well above average. Dustin Johnson, 30th. So if I take that 80th as a cutoff, who's below 80th in strokes going putting so far this season? I'll give you a list. <laughs> Russell Henley. <laughs> Russell Henley. Cam Young. I hope people have still got their um, pens and pencils now. Rory McIlroy. Shane Lowry. Cam Davis. Corey Connors. JT Poston. Adam Scott. Will Zalatoris. Well, there's a surprise. Colin Morikawa. Davis Riley, Kevin Kisner, Christian Bezadenhut, Tom Kim, KH Lee, Mm-mm-mm, Scotty Scheffler, Siwoo Kim, Billy Horschel, Keith Mitchell, and Kurt Kitayama. 
If I then take that and say, well, actually, Bubba Watson was an outlier at 80. Let's take it down two strokes going putting top 60. I also leaves Victor Hovland, Jordan Spieth, Matt Kuchar, Hideki Matsuama, Lucas Herbert, Sung Im, Sahith Tigala. Do you know the next one that would have been cut, Barry? You'll love this. It's my old friend, Keegan Bradley. But he's just snuck in at 59. That's 27 players there who theoretically, if that trend continued, would not win the world match play. The, w- the world's gone mad if Keegan Bradley's got a higher ranking than uh, Jordan Spieth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, now, you just look at Scotty Scheffler this year, and I know this is ridiculous, and I know that you've tipped him, sorry to be a spoiler, and I would have, I, I'm backing him myself. He has found the putter of late a lot better, mm. but all of his play is elite, 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 tee to green. Yep. And there's no reason, I suppose, he can't go around here, of course, where he's finished second and first <laughs> and do exactly the same. The other thing with Scheffler is, Scheffler, five of his six wins, this is this is, a, this is an amazing number for me. Let me just pull it up so I'm actually quoting you the right number here. He absolutely thrives on Bermuda Poetribulus greens. It's frightening. Six wins, four of them have come on Bermuda with Poa Trivialis overseed. Crazy. Anyway, so that's 27 players there, theoretically, if that trend was to continue, that don't win this week. But I've actually backed Scotty Scheffler at 8-1. Yeah, it's interesting with Scheffler, isn't it? Because he, he could... Um beat the opposition into the into the ground with you know it's like incredible an insurance bet, isn't it, Paul? You're basically betting who you're betting here who who is actually gonna have the stomach and the fight to beat him this week. Because yeah. you yeah. know when you're playing when you're playing this week, he is currently the best player in the world, undoubtedly. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, world ranked number one and playing the best best golf. It's, yeah. uh, it's a strong combination, isn't it? Let's go, let's go for the brackets because we can start with Scheffler's um, quarter, uh, which, well, Scheffler, in, in terms of his group, um, he's got Tom Kim, Alex Noren, Davis Riley. And um, the winner of that group would progress to play Sung Im, Tommy Fleetwood, JT Poston or Maverick McNeely. And as you said, I mean, I, I have backed Scheffler outright, um, eight to one. And um, yeah, I know it's not the most exciting of bets, but you look back, I at the end of the players, I my knee-jerk reaction was to, to, to this was Scotty, Scotty Scheffler wins. He defends his match play title. Um, he's playing that level of golf, as you just described. He's the best player in the world. He is playing the best golf right now um, of anyone out there. Yeah. And the, the, the tear that he's on is just... It's almost a carbon copy of this time last year. Yeah. Uh, you said it in last week's podcast. You're almost going to be left with this scenario where we always talk about the hottest form winning the Masters, and then you've got the... Yeah, but no one's defended the Masters since 2002, and that was Tiger Woods. Yeah. You're going to have that scenario. I mean, if Scheffler clearly wins this week, it just adds even more fuel to the flames. It does. And it's going to be, it's going to be very difficult to oppose even if he doesn't win this week. Because this is one of the those events that you can look at in the, 
you know, the, the timeline of a play and you can say, well, I can ignore a miscut, I can ignore a, a group stage exit because it was the match play. I, you know, mm. that, that, that has an instant get out because it is a quirky, fickle, as I described it in my preview uh, format. But, um, but yeah, I look at that, that, that whole quarter, um, was a bit frustrating for me because I I could quite easily have put Victor Perez up as an each way chance, but Perez is in the same quarter. Chris Kirk, who we mentioned, is in the same quarter. Matt Kuchar, who would be an interesting outsider, is in the same quarter. So the players that you could potentially take a chance on at a longer price, and um, instead of I've only backed two for this week, instead of backing two, quite easily have backed three or four with a couple of um, long shot outsiders if their their groups sort of worked out well. But yeah, I couldn't do it. I, I've, I've ultimately gone. Um, you know, a big chunk of this week's stake, six points out of 10 um, on Scotty Scheffler on the nose. But yeah, I, any thoughts on that? Um, any thoughts on that section, guys? It's it's a... The path for Scheffler seems quite reasonable. Nobody, like, extremely scary there. Yeah, you've mm-hmm. Marikau and Hovland... You know, Fleetwood is in very good form with the ball striking, but his putter is so-so. But that's always been the case with Tommy. So, yeah, it's hard to. I mean, I'm not. I don't think I've. I will do any outrights. I'm. I might change into doing one or two long shots this week. Um, but I. I think I'm just going to go round by round, back like group winners, back matches. And do it that way rather than try to get somebody the whole way through the, you know, to the quarters or the semis at least. It's, it's a yeah. lot, a lot of matches you need to win. You know, effectively you're asking yourself, can you, you know, can I, can I win six coin flips in a row? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think mean, Jason Day is going to be hugely popular this week. A winner here. Great Pete Dye record. We just know, you know. The whole of this year, we keep talking about him within the strokes gained numbers, the trends, the eight-week numbers. But I don't know. Is this the week he pops out? I don't know. Well, again, he's, he's in and this same. is a, this tends to be a graveyard for top seeds, doesn't it? I still think a lot of this is it's it's trying to pick a player who does not give an shit about this tool, you know, about the Masters in a couple of weeks. Because a, a lot of players like Aurori, they've checked out already. They're not interested in this. They don't really want to play. I mean, that's obvious with JT. They're thinking about Augusta, mm. and and you see that you know so many of these top seeds year in year out disappear quickly, go home. They're out of there by Thursday. Yeah, in the past, but then uh, sorry, yeah. not Thursday by Friday. But yes, yeah, so, uh, so I look at that. I look at that quarter. You know, Tom Kim. Probably the danger in that first group for Scheffler. Im Fleetwood post and McNeely doesn't exactly scare you. I could see Mag McNeely kind of <laughs> putting everything in from 40 feet and in and potentially getting out of that group, you know, McNeely. Mm. He's the sort. I could see I could see Morikawa not getting out of the group because of his putting woes. And then you look at Hovland. I mean, like we said, Chris Kirk in Hovland's group. This, this is this is his kind of plotter's circuit. I really do. Yeah, I'd probably take Kirk. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a Kirk Scheffler quarter final. Yeah, 
I know you can't say. I mean, no one's going to be able to plot it out. It, yeah, it's, it's was tough, it last year? Was it, it? it Kayanya got out of a group? The Japanese yeah. guy. Yeah, it's, it's possible, isn't it? I mean, yeah, you're talking Sheffler's group. Tom Kim's a debutant. Davis Riley's a debutant. Alex Noren coming in off form of miscut, yeah. miscut, sixty-one miscut. So, should, should Sheffler not make it through his group, then that would be um, that would be a bit of a shock, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah, and as you say, you know, from that point, the round of sixteen doesn't look overly difficult. Maybe McNeely, maybe Fleetwood, Sung J M, J T Poston. You know, take your pick of those players. But yeah, I, again, Jason Day, as you mentioned, I could have gone with Day, um, but again, he's in the same section. Victor Perez, who I would have liked to add an each way punt on, um, to reach the quarterfinals, his price was eighty to one. Um, his standard outright price for four places each way was 150. So there was a massive differential there. Mm-hmm. But that's factored into the fact that he's going to have to beat Scotty Scheffler to get through to the semi-finals and for four places each way to get the big prize. Yeah. You know, there's a potential meeting there with Scotty Scheffler in the um, in the quarters. So, so yeah. Okay. Um, Scheffler for me in that section, that's the only bet. Um, it sounds like... Uh, we're fairly aligned with that. If we go across um, to the um, go clockwise, in terms of the bracket, I've put a, a link to the bracket on my preview. Now, as Steve mentioned this morning um, to me, they have reused the same link as last year. So if your computer or your phone has um, popped up with the same or, or last year's... Uh, yeah, I've seen Adam Long. And I'm thinking, well, Adam <laughs> Long can't be in it. Um, he's, if he, he's, done he, that. he's playing around Corrales this week. If it's done that, then just uh, make sure you refresh the page and it should pop up with the new bracket for the new players. Yeah, otherwise, you can get even more confused with uh, with some names that aren't even in the mix this week. This this top group pool, Ram Horschel, Keith Mitchell, Ricky Fowler. It's like Ricky Fowler's worth nightmare. <sighs> wow. To get to the Masters this week, and I'm, I'm just going off Nosferatu. By the way, Ben Griffin can still get into the Masters this week. He's 79th. He would need to finish third. Justin Sirt would need to get to the final. I'm just work, working through the uh, the numbers here that Nosferatu's put up. Ricky Fowler needs to get to the quarterfinal to make the Masters. And he's got a group that contains John Rahm. Mm. And Billy Horschel, don't forget. And Billy Horschel, a former winner. A former winner. And even Keith Mitchell's been playing some great goals yeah, this yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the nasty, nasty. I mean, it's not I've, nice I've, for Ricky, that. No, I think that was the I, worst I, draw as well that he plays Ram on the first day. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I, I know you're not you're not out in this format if you lose the first day, um, and you know, there's plenty of players have got through. Or, well, I say plenty. Some players have managed to get through having lost on the first day, but it certainly sets you back. So, so yeah, you know, one of those guys is um, is potentially going to be. Looking at packing their bags, um, and uh, you know, save for something miraculous after that point, then it's it's very tough from get to get through. But yeah, tough at the top. Cam Young, um, he, he heads the, the the group that would then play the uh, the winner of that Ram Horschel Mitchell Fowler group. Tony Finnell, Will Zalatoris are also in that segment. It kind of feels to me that the winner of that top group could well progress through to the. Uh, to the semis from there. And, and very, have you guys very weak groups there? Yeah, have you guys pick, have you got any picks in that segment at all? I personally, I haven't. God. I'd say it's a good. I mean, there's a very strong chance Fina gets through that group. 
You reckon? I mean, yeah. Well, Moronk has shot an 80 there recently, but Poseidonhaus hasn't got out of the groups in this, I don't believe. So, I mean, he's, yeah, he's got a face down against Kiriyama, who won a few weeks ago. But that's That seems like the match there. Hmm. The group below it, Zalatoris Fox, English Putnam. I fancy Ryan Fox. Oh, do you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Ryan Fox got through that or Harris yeah. English. That's one of my bets is Ryan Fox to, to win that group. Okay. Yeah, I would not be surprised, mate. You think about this golf course as well. I know it, it, it really, that's why I love this this event. I love this course because it actually can play to bombers and it can play to fantastic short game players like Kisner or Kuchar. Um, Fox, theoretically, with his power, could really unlock a lot of this golf course. And he's a, he's a very, you know, we, we know from his DP well too, he can putt. The guy can putt. So, yeah. That looks wide open, that group. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. It's um Dalatoris is not in good nick at the moment. No. no. English seems to be doing well on tournaments where like it's minus five wins. If you put him on anything where you've got to hit some greens and hit you know, make some scores, English misses the cut. Putnam, he's sneaky. That the, the this area here with Finau, Zalatoris, even Cam Young, those groups could just throw any of those guys out to win. Hmm. Yes. They just could, couldn't they? We know Sepp Stracker. Sepp Stracker on Bermuda grass can be lights out. It, just like that. Bang. He could he could take that group out. Stracker. Yep. It, that, that that whole quarter looked like a proper banana skin to me. It could, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think it could, you could have a completely random name that ends up in the semis out of that. Agreed. Well, I don't think Ryan Fox is a bad shout. One other thing on the Cam Young group. I mean, he's top there in the group but he's got um, a new caddy this week he's taken over Webb Simpson's caddy Paul Tesori oh, right. Simpson said he's going to start playing a little less so he was looking out for him that way that's I mean but anyway a new a new caddy probably the least stressful way to get a new caddy in in match play because if you win you win if you don't like it's, it's match play mm. and you can just get past it and write it off so not a bad starter event but yeah it's a factor for him as well in that group let's um let's rotate round then to the third quarter this is the rory mcelroy quarter so you've got mcelroy heading up his group uh tyrell hatton matt fitzpatrick xander showflay so quite actually a relatively strong quarter in comparison to the previous one that we went to mcelroy's got keegan bradley denny mccarthy scott stallings in his group uh yeah, Rory. I mean, we're talking off mic about Rory and his um, equipment in terms of potential changes there. Um, also about his comments recently about focusing more on the politics of golf rather than actually playing his game, which is kind of frustrating him a little bit at the moment. And um, I don't think it's any bargain that firstly Rory gets out of that group and secondly really progresses from there. And for me, um, I have made a bet in this. Uh, quarter and that is Tyrrell Hatton who would meet Rory should he make it through the group stage. Now Tyrrell's got Russell Henley, Lucas Herbert, Ben Griffin in his group. Um, but if you look at um, look at Tyrrell's recent history, three of the last four times that he's played this, he has made it through the group. And again, if he makes it through and he does come up against Rory, perhaps this is a good time for him to be playing Rory. 
Um, you know, the focus. Yeah, does with everything that you said, does Rory really want another grueling five days of match play um, mentally ahead of the no. Masters? I don't see it. I don't see it personally. I'll I tell you who's a danger in Rory's group straight away. He's on my post-it note of doom, but he's perfect for this place. Denny McCarthy. Yep. Fantastic putter. And you look at McCarthy and look what he's done this year. Very, very consistent. Fourth at Pebble Beach or third. There's been masses and masses and masses of top 15s and 20s. Mm. I could see McCarthy taking that group out. No trouble at all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's the sort, mate. Absolutely. Short course, Bermuda grass, putting emphasis on short game. Yeah, Denny McCarthy. I, I, yeah, I think I think Rory is an uneasy, uneasy favourite to progress from that whole quarter, personally. It's um, it's not a foregone conclusion. <coughs> yeah, and particularly if you look at Tyrrell's form, I mean, Tyrrell's playing some nice stuff. Um, second at the Earth Course, seventh Abu Dhabi, sixth in Phoenix, fourth at Bay Hill, second last time out at uh, Sawgrass. That's... Mm. Fantastic progressive form. We talked about um, Horschel having finished second at the WGC before winning here uh, three years ago, two three years ago. Um, you know, Till Hatton finishing second at the Players. That's that's a big indication of good form. Yes, he's got to manage his temperament, but um, yeah, I, I, yeah, this this may just be the kind of event that uh, that, that really switches him on this week. Uh, particularly in Ryder Cup year as well. Um, a big indication, I think, that he's uh, ready to play um, in the Ryder Cup should he uh, should he progress from this we shall see um, any any anything from you in this uh, quarter Barry uh, yeah, another group winner um, I'm going to go with Min Mu Lee to win his group mm. Mm. again play some yeah. nice stuff at the players didn't get he? that yeah you know kind of um, that's what really kind of got me on he's playing very well to players Um Similar kind of questions asked on the course here. You know, just a little bit of plotting, and he can he can use that. Um, just get himself into place with that two iron that he hits about three thousand yards, which is still <laughs> baffling to me how he you know can carry that two seventy. But um, so yeah, that's my that's my little bet there. Be interesting to. I mean, there's a lot of rumors about Rory and equipment changes going on going on mm. you know out there in twitter and instagram and you know there was the vokey wedges a few weeks ago got me thinking like why why would that come out now i mean does that you know does is that a precursor to more things changing in the bag there's some rumors about that happening now um who knows if he brings more stuff out this week or if he's kind of hiding it all in the background this would seem like a a free hit if you're going to put more new gear into the bag yep so um, yeah doesn't seem particularly settled with Rory at the moment does it you know you're talking equipment you're talking all of this politics it's Mm. um, it doesn't just doesn't feel perfect it's like he's trying to just kind of clear the the clutter from his head before the Masters you know that Mm. that that whole week about uh, him saying that he wanted to kind of remove the politics and Paul McGinley was kind of really driving that narrative on the on the uh, commentary on Sky. So maybe that was something Rory said to Paul um, in the background, and then that kind of came through in the commentary. And it seems like he's just trying to clear the clutter from his brain before he gets to Augusta. Yeah, yeah. No, so, I'll get that. I, 
I'm yeah. going to back you up, Paul. Sorry about this. I know this is putting the, the kiss of death on your two selections, but I think McElroy gets out. Of, uh, I think Hatton gets out of this quarter. I yeah. really do. Yeah. This guy's on fire, and just look at what he does on the DP World Tour. He just loves. He loves the golf. The you know the golf swing, the Bermuda grass greens. Brilliant momentum from the players last yeah. uh, two weeks ago. Yep, playing some outstanding stuff, Hatton. I tell you another one that I think sneaky in this group, and I, I wouldn't. I, I'm going to have a little bet on him to get to win his group. Tom Hoagie. Mm. Yeah, okay. he's in a group with Xander, Aaron Wise, who's well, and Cam Davis. Xander, uh, I've I heard this morning has never got out of a group at the World Match Play. Mm. So I think Hoagie with his elite, and I mean world top three elite approach play, coming off that ridiculous run from. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the players must come in here with a lot of confidence. Yeah, yeah. And we said before that he he's part of this island set, isn't he? He's a Kisner, he's a Kuchar, the kind of player that goes to Mayakoba competes, goes to RSM Classic competes, goes to the Sony Open. That is Tom Hoagie, the American Express. Mm. These short courses, Bermuda grass, perfect for him. Yep. Just where it's just whether he can handle it mentally. He was here last year, didn't do anything, but you know, I think again, he's another twelve months on. And he's got, a, he's got a very, very, you know, there's a sniff there, a sniff of being having to force a captain's pick because he's playing such good golf this year. Oh, yeah, you mentioned him before in the kind of slipstream of the players that are, are there. Oh, for yeah. The, yeah. He's there to pick up the pieces, Paul. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so, underrated Tom Hoagie, absolutely. I think Hoagie to win that group, but I, I ultimately think Hatton gets out of that whole quarter. Yeah. I can't see anyone there that scares me. Uh, just for reference, I did mention Denny McCarthy. He needs to get to the quarterfinals to get into the Masters. Mm. That's a big, big carrot. Yeah, it is indeed. Right, let's let's rotate round. This is the final quarter. Um, this is uh, Patrick Cantlay's quarter. Patrick Cantlay heads up his group. Sam Burns, Jordan Spieth, Max Homer. Now that Homer group is interesting because again, I, you, you could have looked at that and thought, well, you know, potentially go for Homer. Kevin Kisner's in there now. Kevin Kisner's got a fantastic match play record, but he's been playing some really poor golf recently. But then, does form go out of the window? With this potentially um, Hideki Matsuyama, who's been playing some good stuff as well um, uh, recently. Justin Sir I, I, looked like a really tough group to make a call out of that. Um, I, again, I haven't got a, I haven't got a bet in this quarter. I, if you really pushed me, I may go down the Jordan Spieth route, but I just really couldn't, really couldn't pull the trigger on anyone in this one. So again, I've left it alone. So hoping really personally for a Scheffler, uh, Tyrrell Hatton final, which would be perfect. Um, and by the sounds of it, perfect for you as well, Stu. Um, any any thoughts or any picks in this quarter from you guys? I'm looking forward to what Barry says here. Yeah, I based on the kind of a, a, a nice enough finish there at the Valspar, um, I'm going for another group winner for in KH Lee. Yeah. And, and, yeah. So I know Cantley has a pretty pretty good record, <clears throat> and you know playing decent golf, but you know the odds on KH for that group were. Uh, where were we? Four to one, I think. I had it there a second ago. Apologies. Uh, four to one. So yeah, took a took a little flyer mm. on that. 
So with your with your group bets, Barry, you you doing them all as singles or are you rolling them up into a uh, into a multiple? Do you even need to ask? <laughs> <laughs> the the key. Please bet responsibly. Please bet, yeah. Please bet completely <laughs> irresponsibly to try and go for the the big win. So the KH <laughs> the KH Lee Minwoo Lee Ryan Fox treble is seventy five to one. Mm. So yeah, there's a, yeah, it's not like you know twelve points on it. It's just <laughs> 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 no, just a little. It's just a bit of interest. I might. I think I'll put a couple of singles on as well. And just kind of do yeah. a little bit on the fly as mm. things are coming to me. Um, today better get all the bets on today because it does start tomorrow and we're an, an hour closer to the states. So it'll be starting late morning here, which is great. Um, yeah, it's no love for Seamus this week. I I don't know, Seamus. It, it actually could go okay for Seamus this week. He seems like there's uh, there are plenty of things going all, all right for him in the game at the moment, and then there's these sloppy stretches. And you can overcome that in match play, and maybe this could help kind of um, help him kind of house clean those, you know, housekeep those things out of his game to really bring it all yep. together. Um, That's a but, very very open group he's in with Burns, Scott, and Hadwin. Yeah, yeah, that's there's very a, nondescript. I, I I would not like to back any of them in that group because I could make a case for all of them winning it. Yeah, exactly. It's so, a very magnolia group. That group, any of those could come out of there. Yeah. So look, let's see. Um, What's your view on Max Homer, Barry? Because I'm very very tempted to have a a third and final bet on Homer. I know he's on the same side as Scheffler, but eventually you've got to meet someone that you've backed unless yeah. I'm literally going to take someone from the other quarter I haven't got a view on, on so many of these players but Homer Mac- he's just playing golf from the gods mate uh, it would, I mean to me it would be surprising if he doesn't win his group it would raise yeah. an eyebrow you know um, so Kisner's playing terrible at the moment, then again, match play. <coughs> yeah, I just I think Max Mar- seems to have found something, but as we know, he's a bent grass monster. Yeah, Justin Sir's just been playing golf from the gods in terms of his, you know, being a rookie, but mm. big big step up to a match play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then I- you've got Spieth, Lowry, Montgomery, and Hughes. Mm. Lowry can't putt at the moment. Jordan was complaining on Sunday that he'd lost lost his. Um, Lost his swing completely coming on the back night. Montgomery's yeah. an absolute putting master, as is Mac Hughes. So, mm. home is just playing so consistently well. There's a phenomenal uh, tweet from PGA Splits 101, Ron Close, um, putting all the groups together, all their match play history in their current form for the last 24 rounds and strokes gained all together into four nice pictures. Um, just looking at the one here, Shane Lowry's match play record. Would you like to have a guess at his win percentage? Twenty eight. Yeah, pretty much twenty six point nine. That's a good guess. Yeah. Wow. And that like that is so surprising. Well, <clears throat> mm-hmm. I think easy. I might just have to do it. I think that's just going to be my third bet. I think I'm going to just. Uh, what am I going to do? I'll take twenty-two to one on Max Homer. I'd love Kevin Kisner to have been playing some better golf because he could have been yeah. better in that, mm. in that quarter. Just, there's, but... no, there's nothing there, is it, Paul? Absolutely no. nothing. No. 
16 to 1 with Ball Sports Homer. So they're taking no chances with the eight places, and I don't blame them. Yeah. So that's me. I'm following you. Scheffler from that side. I'm going um <clears throat> I'm I'm going Hatton to face him in the final. Yep. And I'll have also some interest in Homer. Homer at least is in the bottom quarter quarter on that side, so he wouldn't meet Scheffler until the semi. Mm. Yes, that's right, yeah. Yeah, I'd take that if all three of mine were in the semi. <laughs> yeah, that's, oh, again, <laughs> I, you kind of work through this each year, and you think, you know, can I get myself the perfect, uh, perfect bracket? But uh, no, I don't. It's, it's almost impossible, isn't it, to, to to call it all to call all of the groups right to get them all through? As we've been saying, it's bad enough to just pick the winners of the groups. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> But yes, yeah. Hopefully, Scottish chef Latyrell Hatton uh, final, and uh, hopefully Bar- some of Barry's uh, group bets come through, land him a nice hacker, and uh, we can move on um, to pastures new after that. But yes, that's that's. I think that that's that's certainly me from the uh, the match play. If we want to, yeah, perfect. We're coming on. up to forty five minutes, so let's fire through the Corrales, shall we? Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been quite as Studious as I said I was going to be putting two up. I've got I've got four and I have cut the stakes. Um if if the world match plays wide open, well the Corrales Championship, <laughs> yeah. It's one of those. Um I was seriously cheesed off yesterday when the PGA tour decided to throw in players at like the thirteenth hour. One of those being Akshay Bartia. So everyone had their markets up and then all of a sudden, oh, He's a sponsor's invite. It's like, oh, come on. That's just... You know, I understand it when Umar Arrest is being invited because they literally can't get anyone to play. Yeah. But Akshay Bhatia? No, mate. That's that's just naughty. Uh, Corrales Championship winning prices. 50 to 1, Raimi. Damon at 50 to 1. Swafford, 200 to 1. McDowell, 40 to 1. He's the shortest. Garnet, 66 to 1. So, yeah, overall average... Of the winner here is eighty-one to one. So I'm not overly, and I'm never overly comfortable <clears throat> backing, you know, players that are favourites to win golf tournaments in the, like the ilk of Wyndham Clark. Mm. I would have thought he'll see that and kind of start choking on his pina colada. <laughs> Was he eleven to one this week or something? Ten to one, mate. <laughs> Ten to one, Wyndham Clark. I mean. Yeah. Now we've seen Victor Hovland win like the Puerto Rico at twelve to one, but I wouldn't put Clark and Hovland in the same kind of bracket. Mm. We've seen Brandon Grace win twenty to one at the Puerto Rico. Would you put Wyndham Clark in the same bracket as Brandon Grace? No, major, you know, contender in the past. You know, you've got Thomas Dietrich, Joel Damon. Wyndham Clark at twenty to one and less. That's not. That's scaring me. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. We always see a twenty twenty two to one chance in the mix. Uh, Taylor Pendrith could be that person at twenty two to one. Matt Wallace is being backed off the board. Um, I don't know. They just, they didn't interest me. I've I've kept this very 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 simple this week from the notes I've made previously. Um, there's absolutely nothing in this from a strokes gained um, eight-week perspective. 
So I've pulled all the stats together for the for the users and for the readers, but Hudson Swafford ranked 62nd for strokes gained in the last eight weeks when he won this. Joel Damon was 75th, and Chad Ramey last year was 91st. So picking players that are actually appearing in some kind of form stats, that doesn't overly work, although you know these trends are there to change, especially when almost 75% of winners have been in that top 25 of, of my preview for the whole of the season. So I've kind of mixed and matched. I think driving accuracy is important here, which sounds a bit strange on a 7,600-yard coastal golf course. Um, the course itself is a Tom Fazio design. It's the Corrales Golf Club, Punta Cana, Dominican Republic. It's a resort golf course. Basically, it's been built for you know people to go and play their golf and stay in the hotel. It's coastal. It's also long, 7,670 yards at sea level. That's long. I'll tell you what else is noticeable here. The par, fives are, uh, the par threes are absolutely brutish. They're all over 200 yards. So I genuinely think there's something in here about um, play from 175 yards and out. Good long iron players. Green to 6,000 square feet on average. They are supreme paspal. If the wind blows here, it becomes a lot harder, but it's not going to this week. So the Joel Damon 12 under, I don't think is in play. Unless Windfinder's got it completely wrong. I think, again, it's your typical 18 under. Well, Garnet 18 under, McDowell 18 under, Swafford 18 under, Chad Ramey 17 under. Um, yeah, we could, we could put a couple of pounds on a 17 or an 18 under winning this this week. Uh, it doesn't look like a lot of wind in the forecast. Yeah, I, I think there's definitely something here about straight hitting. Um, from what I've seen from my records, there's no winners of this that were outside the top 80 for strokes gained drive, uh, for driving accuracy coming into the event. So I think straight helps, which, you know, we, we don't say that too often on the PGA Tour. Um, I also think there's something in guys that have shown a penchant or portent some so far for hitting some birdies. I mean, Chad Ramey was 45th for, for birdie average, even though no one had barely heard of him when he won this last year. Uh, we had Joel Damon was 61st for, for birdie average. And the year before that, Hudson Swafford was 43rd. Now these are this is the underbelly of the PGA tour. So um you know we're not talking quality players here. So there if you look at the numbers and you look at the, the birdie average and players that are in this field that are actually hitting these criteria of hitting it straight and actually making some birdies, there aren't that many, which makes it quite useful. I, I basically uh, got to to four players this week. Um the player I like most. I've cut. I've kept it very, very short state because, I, like I say, I don't want to burn too many points this week on an absolutely rubbish tournament. Uh, I thought Ben Martin's a good bet, thirty to one. Bet three six five. Fair play to bet three six five this week and to William Hill. They're both going eight places each way now. With bet three six five, of course, it's via the each way extra facility. But kudos to them and to William Hill. They've gone straight eight places each way on their outright market. So well, well played, guys. That's very, very good. Uh, ben Martin, yeah, just he's ticking every box for me statistically. He was the guy that was um, 
he led this from round one last year and just came up shy, second place to Chad Ramey. And in his post interview, he basically broke down and was crying and, you know, the pressures of family and trying to rebuild his career on the Corn Ferry. Mm. He's in a much better spot now. He's playing some great golf. Um, and you just check out his rest, you know, just where he's played well. A lot of it is past Barlam. Just this kind of subtropical climate. So 30 to 1, I was happy to take that on Ben Martin. Player that we've mentioned, haven't we, Paul, over the last few weeks, a player that literally Monday qualified for the Honda Classic and then finished in the top five. Yeah. Ryan Gerrard. I think 50 to 1, William Hill, eight places each way on Ryan Gerrard. Had to take that. Yeah. Um, I read from Rob Bolton on Twitter that if he finishes any better than 57th this week at the Corrales, he gets his special temporary membership at the PGA yeah. Tour. Big, big carrot for him. Big carrot, isn't it? Has a great week this week. All of a sudden, he's playing the PGA Tour for the rest of the year. And, in all likelihood, getting himself... Saying that, it's top 70 now, isn't it, that keep the cards. And then we're going we're to have this full series where they're all trying to grab their cards. But anyway, mm. it's good for Ryan Gerrard. The way that this guy's gone up the rankings is unbelievable. He started professional golf last year. He went straight to the PGA Tour of Canada. He won the Quebec Open, finished third and fourth in just four events in August and September. He then went to the Corn Ferry this year, 2023, missed a couple of cuts, went to Panama, love that, love that geography, third at the Astara Golf Championship. Two weeks later, Monday qualifies, gets into the top five of the Honda Classic, 11th then at the Puerto Rico Open the week after. It's, <clears throat> you shouldn't say things like this, but... It, you get that kind of Jordan-y speed, ridiculous rise from nowhere in 2013 feeling. And I'm not saying that's Ryan Gerrard. He might disappear off the face of the earth, but he's playing some great golf. Yeah. So 50-1, to one, snap that up. Um, Dylan Wu, he, he keeps flattering. I got uh, a 66-1 to one on Wu, eight places each way with bet 365. Again, very, very consistent. He's made six out of eight cuts. He hits, the, he hits tons... <clears throat> Tons and tons and tons of fairways. I think he's been in the top 20. Um, he made a 61 at the Amex earlier this year. That that perked my interest. Uh, he's been 9th, 20th, 14th and 16th going into Sunday across the Amex, the Honda, the Players' Championship and the Valspar Championship last week. And then disappears. Sundays are clearly a mental problem for him. They might not be a mental problem for him, though, at the Corrales Championship which is effectively a Corn Ferry event in terms of its quality. Now, if he's staring down Jonathan Bird on a Sunday, he might actually hang around Dylan Wu. And the last one, <clears throat> cannot cannot give you anything positive about him recently, but one thing I will say about him is, because he started the season so well, he's been playing things like the Riviera, Waste Management Phoenix Open, played the players. He's been in, in a, a standard event that's too high for him, and he's missed the cut. But Justin Lower at eighty to one with Bet three six five again eight places each way. Lower, great putter, hits tons and tons and tons of fairways. The sort that would come from absolutely nowhere, like most of the winners here do. I mean, Joel Damon missed seven cuts before he won this. Uh, look at Nietzsche. Was it Nico Echeverria at the Puerto Rico Open? Absolutely, and Trey yeah. Mullinax last. They do nothing and then bang win. 
<clears throat> love Justin Lowe this one. The kind of player that can just navigate round here, potentially. Uh, he was 15th here last year. So I've got Lower, Dylan Wu, Ryan Gerrard, Ben Martin. What about you, Paul? Have you got a, a tip for that? Yeah, well, I've, I've stuck with Ryan Gerrard as well. I think I think that's a great um, tip at 50-1. to 1. I backed him last week. Didn't really do much, but um, this is a drop-down in class. And I think yeah, it's a different golf course. Well, no, Valspar's tough, yeah. tough, tough golf course. This is just lights out birdie making. Yeah, which is, yeah, when when you're relatively inexperienced, uh, these kind of courses are uh, should should be better suited. So, so yeah, stuck with Gerard. Um, I have backed Akshay Batia at uh, 40 to 1 with William Hill. As you said, um, kind of f- flew in late for this, didn't he? Yeah, annoyed um, me. I'd have put him up. Yeah, it's, 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 you know, given that there are players still in the field or still in the alternate list who haven't got a start and are sitting there waiting to... to um, to slot in someone like that um, at the eleventh hour or later than the eleventh hour seems a bit naughty, but uh, we are where we are. Uh, but yeah, fourth and seventh at the um, on the Corn Ferry in the Bahamas earlier this year. Actually, one in the Bahamas uh, uh, last year as well. Second at Puerto Rico uh, just over a fortnight ago, um, which is a similar kind of level to this, isn't it? So he could. Uh, you got forty to one on it. Yeah, forty to one with hills. Um, I mean, there's twenty fives generally, um, a little bit more, but forties with hills this morning I thought was a very good price. That's thirty five to one on hills is a great price because he's currently twenty eight on Betfair Exchange. Mm. Yes, it feels more like a twenty five, twenty eight to one shot to me. So um, yeah, I thought forties was uh, was an outlier that needs to be took. That's a bit screwy from William Hill because they were eight places each way yesterday, and they're now showing us six places each way. <laughs> I'll check that out. Perhaps I've changed the mind. You you move on, Paul. Yeah. The um, yeah, only other one for me, um, Matt Every snuck into the field, so I'll end up Yay. wasting a few quid on him. <laughs> end up wasting a few quid each way. Um, first round leader on him as well. Uh, Barry, about you, anything from uh, the Corrales? Just uh, just one at the moment, and I'll probably hopefully try limit myself to that because it's too easy to go scattergun. Um, I've taken Cody Gribble at sixties. He's coming yeah. off uh, two seventh-place finishes, one in Puerto Rico and one last week. So this will this will be feeling like he's completely free this week, coming, um, you know, moving from Valspar to to here. So that's 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 my one shot for this week. I think. Yeah, that is crazy. William Hill have changed their mind. They've gone from eight places each way to six places each way. That's naughty. Yep. Anyway, I got eight places each way with Ryan Gerrard, so for, with William Hill, but that's naughty. I yeah. really, I really hope he finishes in the places now and in seventh, and they're like, "Oh no, sorry, the bet's uh, for six places. The market uh, six. <laughs> they shouldn't shouldn't retrospectively be changing the bet. That's be, very, very be seriously naughty. naughty. Mm. Anyway, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Uh, right over to the Johnson Workwear. Yes, oh. let's let's wrap this up in ten minutes or so. Yeah, I know we've been on this uh, quite a long time. Johnson's workwear open, and we stay in South Africa uh, for what is another co-sanctioned affair with a Sunshine Tour. Just moving a little bit further north to uh, in the outskirts of Johannesburg to Stain City, um, and that's a course that we saw for the first time twelve months ago at the Stain City Championship. 
That's a full field of 156, similar in quality and composition to last week. So Jordan Smith, 20 to 1 favourite. Yost Loughton, 22 to 1. Adrian Els, who finished well last week, 22 to 1. Nicholas Norgard Muller, the, uh, the the talented Dane, 30 to 1. Julian Brune, 33 to 1. He played well for parts last week. Tristan Lawrence, 33s. Oliver Becker, 35s. Velko Nainaba. 35 to 1, butchered the pronunciation of Valco's name there completely. 35 to 1, 40 to 1 bar those players. Boyle Sports are eight places each way, 50 odds. Um, well, at least they were when I checked before we started this call. Um, uh, Bet365 again have their each way extra proposition running um, on this event as well. So again, they can take uh, you can take eight places each way, 50 odds with Bet365 if you prefer. The course is the club at Stain City. It's a Jack Nicholas design, 7,716 yard past 72. It is played at altitude, though. It plays closer. If you do the math, around about 7,000, 7,100 yards. Um, that's a kind of an adjusted yardage in reality. Um, it's built on the site of an old quarry, a quarry, a quarry. It's a wide, scorable track. Uh, laid with bent, bent grass greens. 25 under was the winning total last year. Now, I don't think it's going to be quite as soft as last year this time around, um, but there's nothing in the forecast that I can see to trouble the players. Light winds, 5 to 10 miles an hour. Temperatures up to the mid-20s, um, high 70s Fahrenheit. So good scoreable conditions. Sean Norris won this last year at 90 to 1, or at least he won on this course last year when it was a Stain City Championship. Uh, I'm sure you remember I was moaning at the time because I backed him the week before and he did nothing um, and then came forward and shot 25 unders, win the, win the tournament here. Digging through the stats quickly, everyone hits fairways here. Norris hit 78.6% of fairways. That was 40th in the field. So he was in the kind of um, third quarter or thereabouts or second quarter in terms of the um, number of fairways hit yet hitting nearly 80% so accuracy not an issue he did top the putts per greens and regulation stat in old money when he won here 12 months ago um, if you look at strokes gained, there were some strokes gained numbers the top four, all of them ranked inside the top 14 for strokes gained tee to green um, second playing place, Dean Bamesta, he was first for strokes going off the tee. Oliver Becker, who was third, was third for, for strokes going off the tee, as was Matty Schmidt, who was also third. He finished fifth for strokes going off the tee. So strokes going off the tee, strokes going tee to green. Don't worry about accuracy. Putting seems to be the way to, to then differentiate the winner from the also rans or the nearest competitors. Um, Sean Norris was first strokes again putting as well. So, oh yeah, this is a sample of one tournament. So you could go completely down a rabbit hole with this, I guess, um, if uh, if it doesn't pan out like this. But it looks like another scoreable event. You are going to need to make some birdies. Um, you're going to need to score the par fives. That's absolutely critical. A lot of the players, the top two or three dozen, were all um, at double figures or thereabouts under par for the par fives over the course of the week. Uh, what differentiated the top few players again was their performances in the par fours. So par five scoring, absolutely essential par four scoring, the differentiator. Um, boil it all down, low scoring, altitude, bent grass greens. I think it's likely to suit the locals the best. They're kind of used to this 
um, type of setup, having played in Johannesburg and the local area over the years. Um, and that's kind of our tactic. Our back four, um, the one I've backed nearest the top was Tristan Lawrence. Tristan Lawrence, 33 to 1. He opened at 45 to 1 with Bet365. That was um, too long. That that price was um, was obviously and evidently quickly backed off the boards and quite rightly too. Now, I backed him here last year at Stain City. Um, he'd won in Joburg um, the, the autumn before. He was second in Kenya, ninth the week before in Pekinwood. Uh, he finished eighth, which for me at the time was just outside the places. So a little bit frustrating, but again, you know, noteworthy nonetheless. Two wins since. He's won in Cransourcier since. He won at the Joburg Open since as well. Again, both of them at altitude. So he seems to just understand how to, um, to to get around these altitude tests. Again, the boy, he can obviously do the, do the mathematics that gets, get, gets him uh, into contention and winning around this kind of a course. Um, hasn't done a massive amount since, but third to halfway in Thailand last month, um, fifth into Sunday last week um, at the SDC before shooting 73 in the final round. Something's percolating in Thriston Lawrence's game, I think. Second for strokes game putting here last year as well. And the putter did seem to warm up a little bit towards the end last week, um, well, notwithstanding the final round at, uh, in Eastern Cape. But yeah, Thriston's in. I've also backed Sean Norris at 50 to 1. Now, there was a Johnson Workwear Open last year, um, held in Durban, won by JC Ritchie. So um, that was a co-sanctioned Sunshine and Challenge Tour event. So there was an event by this name, but held elsewhere. I think the uh, most valid form, the most relevant form, is the Stain City Championship, which was held on this course, though. And Sean Norris was the winner of that event held here um, on this course 12 months ago. Signs as well that he's uh, that his form might be returning and potentially peaking again. He closed with a sixty three with a for a tie for twentieth in Kenya again at altitude a fortnight ago. That was tied the best round of the week. He was tenth after fifty four holes last week at the SDC. Again, another poor round. He shot for seventy five in the final round. There was quite a few players struggling for for whatever reason last uh, last week in the final round. So he drifted from tenth all the way down the field. But third for putting and fourth for putting over his last uh, two outings. Strokes game putting for that, that. That is certainly moving in the right direction. Sean Norris, 50 to 1. Um, it's got to be a bet for me. Also a bet is Danny Van Tonda at 66 to 1. Now, if you look at the stats of those players that I ran through just below um, Sean Norris last year, um, off the tee, tee to green could well be a, ga- a way to attack this course. And Danny Van Tonda is that kind of player. Progressive form recently as well, 57th in Thailand, 56th in India, 35th in Kenya, 32nd last week at St. Francis Lynx. And if you look at his stats underneath that, his strokes gained tee to green improved each of those four outings. Um, Eighth for strokes gained tee to green last week, first for strokes gained off the tee last week as well for Danny Van Tonda. Uh, One in Kenya in 2021, again at altitude. He won the South African Open later that year at Sun City. That's another altitude, similar style, similar um, similar length, just similar course to this, similar dimensions. Uh, 16th here last year, lots and lots to like about Danny Van Tondra at 66s for me. Uh, and finally, longer price, 110 to 1 with eight places with Bet365. Um, there is 125s available with fewer each way places. That's Nacho Alvira. Um, and there's another one who I think could be rounding into some form. 
Uh, started the year poorly, 67th in Abu Dhabi, four straight missed cuts after that. Then he led to halfway at the Kenya Open before fading. Um, positive, though. Uh, it looked like missing the cut last week. He was five over through his first 21 holes. And then he rattled off eight birdies and finished in a tie for 23rd in the end. So a big recovery there. Some confidence flowing through his games with the through his game with the um, with the putter starting to work, and three of his challenge tour wins um, have come at twenty one under par or deeper in the scoring. So he can get to the kind of scoring level that I think is going to be requisite for this week. Sixth at Peakingwood last year, ninth at Cranswell Sierra, both at um, both at altitude. I think Nacho Elvira could be the surprise package this week along each way price. So Elvira, Danny Van Tonder, Sean Norris, Tristan, Tristan Lawrence are my four. Now, Barry, have you had a chance to look at this? Uh, <clears throat> nearly enough, but yeah, not quite. It feels even more punty than uh, the other <laughs> event. I did not mean to do that, actually. Um yeah, I was. Someone said you're the voice of reason on the five star review the other week. D- yeah. Barry's the voice of reason. Sometimes he doesn't have a bet. Don't bet for the sake of it. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, and when I do, it's usually a wild treble on uh, long shot group winners in the match play. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. This feels just a bit funky. Um, I was thinking maybe Yako Allers. If, uh, yeah, played ball last week. Yeah. Yeah, last week and then 16th at uh, in last year's edition. Maybe I'll see if there's uh, what I can get in terms of odds and places. But yeah, that's other than that, I'm putting a limit on myself. Yeah, no, fair enough. Fair enough. What about you, Steve? No bet, Paul. No bet. No bet. Force of reason. I do like Sean Norris, though. Yes, yeah. I, I, he finished like an absolute train last week, and you yeah, actually look at his yeah, world wife career. All oh, right, I'll have a sneak. I'll have a. I'll have a pound each way on Sean Norris. Go. Yeah, he just I knows don't. how to win golf tournaments. You know, six six Japan golf tour wins and one DP World Tour win. He was on this course last year. Yeah? It was, yeah. And Would you classify funny. him as the defending champion then? No, not really, because JC Ritchie would be the defending champion in that respect. Mm. Um, it's interesting last year because I say I backed him at Peakenwood and he did nothing. Um, he willed his uh, wife and uh, baby daughter in. He had his brother on the bag when he came here last year and um, something just clicked. So let's hope that he does exactly the same thing, gets the family down and uh, and can put in a really strong performance this week. In this field, he, he's a quality act at a, a very high price. Mm. So yeah, I like that bet. Very good. Very uh, just for listeners, Akshay Batia, they've just priced him up eight places each way at Ball Sports, 28 to 1. I know it's not 40 to 1, but Paul was very, very quick on the Monday draw on that one. Fastest finger first. I think that's us, chaps. It is indeed, yes. Pack show. Good luck with your bets. Yeah, best of luck, boys. I think we'll need it this week. Yeah, lots of it. Good luck, boys. <laughs> luck of the Irish to us um, good luck to the listeners please bet responsibly I know that you guys do we'll be back next week what have you got Paul? no event next isn't this the most bizarre way these things work they throw two it's laughable events at you. Yeah. they could just even it out and it'd be nice and straightforward but now three events in one week and then there's just one next week 
We'll be back for the Valero Texas Open next week. We'll see you again soon. Bye-bye. If you like betting on golf But everyone that you back misses the cut Get some experts involved With all the stats and the tips and so much more Cause it's the golf betting system The golf betting system is the golf